Welcome back to another great edition of Talking Tigs. This is Scott Gerard, Tommy Johnson, and Daniel Zollinger all getting together again this week to uh, uh, rejoin and bring you a Talking Tigs once again after our, uh, our little vacation there on the 4th. Hope you all had a good 4th uh, that are listening. Hope you guys did too. Uh, I'd love to hear what you, you ended up doing. Uh, just spent some time with family, saw some fireworks, played in the, you know, in the, in the pools and some beach time, all that good stuff. Did my traveling. Everything was safe. Man, did I see a lot of cops <laughs> on 75 South going down Georgia towards Florida. But the weirdest thing is like, as soon as I got into Florida, you, you didn't see him anymore. You didn't hmm. see him sitting on the side of the road. You didn't see him hovering on a bridge. It was just crazy. Hmm. Well, anyway, did, you, did you get any tickets? I did not. I did not. Okay. Uh, That's good. I did. <laughs> I, I drove at a very safe speed the whole way, Tommy. Nice. Um, yeah. Well, would uh, but uh, good. Good to be back with you guys. How was your uh, your vacation, your holiday, and uh, you know things in general? Yeah, it's good to be back with you. I decent, you know, good good little holiday. Not too much go or not too much out of the ordinary for me. Uh, but I'm glad to be here to chop it up with y'all and talk about all the, the big news in college sports and LSU. There's a lot. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot. Exactly. Yeah, I had had a good fourth. Um, got to go out on the river, on the water, do a little boating. Watch the hot dog contest, the pinnacle of sporting activity on ESPN, uh, and then checked out the the fireworks as well. So nothing too crazy, uh, but it was a good little little week off. Hopefully our listeners got some some rest as well because a, a lot happened in the, the last two weeks span. My goodness, did it? Uh, yeah, we took a week off and it it uh, it caught up in a vengeance like quickly. <laughs> um, so let's let's just hop on into it. Uh, I guess the biggest news. You know, you know, we'll just put a you know LSU stuff aside for right now. But like you said, in just in college sports in general, there were bit there was big news. Uh, I guess the biggest was uh, first the announcement that uh, USC, that's the the West Coast, uh, Southern California, and UCLA would be leaving the Pac-12 or whatever it is now to to join the Big Ten, and that just came out of nowhere. And I don't know, it just kind of left the Pac-12 hanging. And the, the Big 12 kind of looked over and go, huh, uh, what, what, that's interesting. And then not too long after that, I don't know, just all, all these other theories started popping out. And then, I, I don't know, I saw one report where there were four teams from the, the ACC where they wanted to leave and join the SEC. Uh, what was it? Uh, it was Miami, Florida State, and or um, Virginia and uh, – I don't know, North Carolina, Clemson. Who, I don't know. We, you guys can maybe c- correct me where I'm uh, got got the wrong team in, but just still, just the fact that it's even already out there. Uh, I don't know. I, the only link I saw to it was like a swim article. So I, I don't know if it's just a, a swimming purge or if it's like football teams as well. Because I, I, I really don't know what to believe. It's just so crazy. So I, I don't know. What, what are you guys' immediate reactions to a you know the initial news of USC and UCLA, but then, you know, just kind of how the overall landscape, it's just, uh, it's, it's all up in the air and it's just a, like a continual ripple effect. Yeah, no, it's crazy. I, I, you could have put a gun to my head and said, uh, UCLA and Southern Cal being the big 10, like a month ago. And I would have said, what? No, you're insane. Um, it makes sense in that, in that, like, they're not going, you know, if they're not coming to the SEC, that's the next best conference to be in. I guess, but like, I guess. Uh, 
you know, I don't, I don't know. It's still, it just, it's very strange to me to have Southern Cal playing, you know, what, six games. They'll play six out of their six out of the 12 games will be in, uh, you know, Wisconsin, Michigan, uh, Indiana. And like, that's, yeah, it's just weird when it, when you've been used to, you know, Pac-12 after dark, it's UCLA, it's a UCLA or USC or, or Oregon or whoever they're playing each other. And it's the game starts at 10 because it's actually starting at, you know, six o'clock there or seven o'clock there. Um, I feel like, uh, I, I understand it. I, I think this is something that people have been talking about and people have been kind of predicting big conference realignment like this kind of ever since the playoff came in and the, the money in TV rights got even bigger and bigger and bigger. And you started seeing the sec when they created the sec network, they signed all. Yeah. It's just, it just stack cash and it, it's one thing leads to another. Um, it's crazy, but it, I mean, from a money standpoint, it makes sense to me. Uh, as far as the SEC editions, um, I mean, I've always thought that Clemson was a wasn't a good candidate for the SEC for a while. Um, I think North Carolina makes sense. Florida State makes sense. Uh, I mean, Virginia, and I think even Virginia and uh, and Miami makes sense. That um, the I think the thing that I've seen is that in order to basically buy themselves out of their ACC network contracts, they'd have to get like $500 million. So I don't know if they're, you know, it's like that, that might not be happening, but um, it's, it's so, it's so crazy. Like you've already kind of, the PAC 12 has been crippled for years now. And now it's almost, now it's, it's on its last leg. Like, I don't know what, and you got to think about like, okay, where we all know like Oregon will probably land on their feet. Like Oregon, you could easily see Oregon going to the Big Twelve, or maybe maybe also the Big Ten, or something like that. But where is like Arizona going to end up? Or, uh, I mean, even Washington, or you know what I mean? Yeah, That's kind of what I'm wondering. Well, there there is talk of who might be pulled into the the Pac-12. You know, because the Big Twelve, uh, you know, they they traded teams a few years ago, and uh, some of those teams are like the Big Twelve is left kind of figuring, I mean, they added teams already, uh, but the PAC 12 can, can add teams also. Like there was talk of, I mean, it wouldn't make sense, but there are teams in you know, different parts of the country that could join the PAC 12 uh, that, you know, if they were left out with the, the ACC or the big 12 or whatever it was. Um, I, I mean, the, I think anything's up for grabs. I mean, it's all up for grabs right now. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the PAC 12 made an alliance with somebody else and, I don't know what the name's going to be, but they'll have, you know, 16 teams or something, but I, I feel like the quality, I don't think the quality you could, there's only so many, you know, quote unquote elite universities you could pick from. Yeah. And but they just lost one of them. They'll probably lose a second. Right. But for me, like the, the PAC 12, that's like the West coast Ivy league. Maybe not mm. in the sense that it's all like all Brainiac schools and that's all they they do. But, you know, with Stanford and a lot of the, you know, just the, the, the tech on the West coast, I, I feel like the, the PAC 12 was kind of like the, uh, like some of the, it could be, a, uh, I, I don't know, just uh, like as far as sports, not just the, the school itself, but like sports wise, it's like, they have so many titles. Uh, UCLA yeah. too. Uh, not all were in football or baseball or basketball, but you know, it's like swimming golf track uh all this stuff diving so they they've got so many titles that i feel like uh i i don't know it's like they'll be okay 
uh, you know, they have other stuff and it's, it won't be as what it used to be, obviously, but I mean, these teams have got to end up somewhere. Yeah. Right? Well, I just, I, I do kind of wonder, like, are you going to end up with, or no, I think you will end up, I think you'll end up with two or three kind of super conferences and then you'll kind of, you'll have a, a West coast, almost like a, a top tier Sunbelt. You know what I mean? Like they're going to add teams. Imagine like if this was happening, if the SEC was losing teams like this, eventually you'd be adding UL Lafayette, Southern uh, Miss, Southern Miss. And like, we all know, like, that's not even, even if you, even if like, like Lafayette's good, like they're a very good program. They've had consistent good years, but let's say LSU left the SEC and went to somewhere else. And then they were going to, okay, well, we need to add somebody to replace them. We're going to add UL. It's not the same. Yeah. Y'all, y'all touched on a, a lot of the points that I was thinking about this, but it just kind of furthers the progression towards like Tommy mentioned either a few, like almost like, Right now we have the power five and the group of five like power three yeah, power consolidating to like a power three with like sec, big 10, big 12, the big 12 actually kind of coming out of this situation, not too bad because they didn't lose anybody besides Texas and Oklahoma already. And then they're picking up some more teams and they at least seem to be on a somewhat firm ground. I mean, I just, I just don't, I don't think that from a, uh, I don't know if like Houston, I don't think Houston's going to be their savior. Yeah, you know what I mean, but but still, and then you can go further than that and say people have been theorizing this for a while, but it's just kind of one football mega conference where it's just like the top thirty to forty ish schools across the country separating from the NCAA entirely mm-hmm. and making their own little division. Considering the college football playoff already is yes, not necessarily NCAA official, it's just kind of a, a separate program that they give. So like, why do they need the NCAA? In the end, also these conference alignment moves you were talking about the other sports, Scott. Like, it's not, I don't think, very good for the Maryland men's tennis team to have to fly to Los Angeles yeah. for a conference match. Right. Like, they don't have right. the money to do this, and it's it's all so football centric. Well, they're um, going to be doing that, you know. Like, uh, like USC will be playing every one of their sports in the Big Twelve, a uh, Big Ten. So, like, like you said, their diving team when they have a when the home meet when the the big 10 meet is hosted in bloomington indiana that we yeah. right and i had a buddy that went to, to usc and he was you know because we we would butt heads often about uh the pac-12 and the sec but what he was trying to tell me was uh because you know because usc uh, you know ucla also in its own right but usc to its credit like they traveled pretty often uh, like they were already playing big teams anyway. Like they, I know they've played Ohio State. They've played Rutgers they play every, day, every year. Yeah, exactly. So they they travel that that direction at least one game probably every year. And there's other Pac-12 teams that did it every you know seldomly. But he was telling me it's like the the the, the difference with that is uh, like all these like you said earlier. It's like a the Big Ten. Most of their games kick off at noon. And yeah, they love it. They'll get up and start eating chili at 6 a.m. They don't care. So, like, this, these traveling, you know, one or two days early and then playing a game of what would be your time, like, uh, 9 a.m. <laughs> 9, 9 a.m.? Yeah. And then you got to go back, and it's like it just it, – it makes it very ripe for injuries is yeah. what, what basically it can boil down to if you're, you know, if you're not prepared or just – uh, you know, just doing everything properly. So that's, that's, what's gonna, I, I don't know. I feel like that's 
that that could be in the mix too. Just teams that are traveling cross country. Like imagine if you, cause they were talking about adding like an NFL team in London or something. It's like, could you imagine traveling back and forth? Like not like however many, you know, what half the season back and forth to the U S from London. Yeah. Like, I, hell no. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even want to be drafted there. I know. Yeah. Another kind of big trend from this is I suppose the putting money and, uh, glitz and, and bragging rights over college like tradition and local rivalries, uh, which is something that's kind of upset a lot of people yeah, and has been going that way for quite a while now, because, uh, sometimes you have these kind of historical rivalries, like, Florida versus Florida state that get preserved across conferences that are protected. But other times like we're seeing now UCLA and USC, they've showed very little allegiance to uh, the other schools in the PAC 12 and they say goodbye. Uh, so it's, it's not out of the ordinary to, to say that that's just going to continue. And it, it maybe it takes a little bit of the soul out of the game. I Absolutely. think in some sense, Absolutely. Uh, because you've you got the guys who you, you run into them at the bank or the grocery store. Like he went to the school next year. And yeah. Like you, you kind of just hate them. Yeah. But then you don't even play them anymore. Uh, and I think that's a little sad. Uh, maybe that's just part of the modern evolution of the game. Um, but it's, it would be weird to see how that, kind of culture clash evolves over the next few years. And also the thing is like, we used to have conference realignment on a, maybe a decade, decade yeah. cycle. And now it's more of a Every kind other of, year. Yeah. It's, it's always in constant talks. So there's just people looking for the next best deal, uh, the next big game. And I, I imagine that's only really going to continue. So schools and the fans just kind of have to roll with the punches, but uh, it's, a, it's a new, new world that college sports is living in. It is. Uh, and it, you, you touched on something that I was going to bring up. Uh, and I thought it was very perceptive uh, when you were talking about it was, you know, it was USC and UCLA, not USC and somebody else. And it was the same thing with, uh, you know, the Big 12. Texas went with Oklahoma to the SEC. So basically, I don't know who, you know, whose idea was first, because, you know, it had to be one of the two out of those two rivals, those bitter rivals, right? Um, out of those two teams, someone had to come up with the idea first. And basically what they came to the world and said, that's it. We're out of here and we're taking our biggest rival with us. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like, that's, I, that's why I feel like if, if FSU leaves, they're like, we're out of here. Come on, Miami. And Miami's going to be like, <laughs> Oh yeah, 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 sure, sure, sure. But so it's, it's, it's very bizarre how all this is happening. They want to keep those rivals uh, but yeah, you know, with UCLA and USC, it makes even more sense. I mean, there's their crosstown rivals. It's like, I don't know, probably like a 30 minute drive, but I was also thinking about it. It's like uh, LSU doesn't really have that, right? Like we don't have one team that like would like we're, you know, our biggest rival is not, is not, does not share <laughs> like our biggest <laughs> rival. Most people would say is Alabama and they're, right. you know, we're like their second, we're their second or third. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's funny how you can hate a school, but when you have to change conferences, you're like, oh, we kind of need them, like yeah. so, in some sense. But well, that's the whole thing with Carolina. Carolina coming to the SEC, supposedly, like they're like they're trying to get. They want they like don't want to come unless Duke comes, but the SEC wants no wants nothing to do with Duke. Well, they have South Carolina. Can't that be there? You know, I mean, that's an obvious. But I guess it's not oh, there. You it's not no, there. you can't. You can't do. You can't try to take that for basketball season and be like, Oh, like, Hey, remember all the Carolina Duke games? Well, like, I bet you'll love the South Carolina, <laughs> North Carolina game. <laughs> all right. 
Point, point made, point taken. Uh, well, hey, uh, that's awesome, but we, I don't know if we got room for Duke just for one sport, right? I, mean, I don't know if they're good at lacrosse. Would you maybe. trade Vanderbilt for Duke? Well, I don't know. We did just take Duke's – well, we'll get to it, but we, we did just take one of their, uh, their pitching uh, – excuse me, their uh, – part of their coaching staff. True. Uh, but I don't know. Uh, so Duke is, has not been bad at baseball. But other than that, yeah, football, I don't know. I mean, they had a few good years with Cutcliffe, but uh, not, not, not traditionally, no. But they would add to our academic cred. True. <laughs> In addition to Vanderbilt. I mean, it, at, at, at this point, it's almost like, well, you just take as many as you want, right? Like, it, like I don't know. It's, it's kind of a, it's a weird, it's a weird system. It's a weird thing we're at, we're in. Um, and don't necessarily like it but another point is with the these conferences adding members there was some talk about who maybe we should give the boot to yeah and who needs to be kicked out of the conference and for the sec people have discussed like missouri or kind of latecomers and especially vanderbilt, vanderbilt. um but there's one thing I, I learned i don't know the, the specifics on this but since Vanderbilt is the only private institution in the SEC, somehow they protect the SEC from having to release like their financial statements and a lot of information uh, because they're a private school. So <laughs> if it was all public universities, then they would have to release a lot more How stuff. How much money they they're making. Yeah. yeah. So since Vanderbilt's in there, they get to keep that. And so some people are saying they will never let Vanderbilt go because of that. Well, what if they got, what if they traded Duke for Vanderbilt? Yeah. In that case, I'm not sure, but I guess Fandy, they do good at, baseball obviously and they have a decent basketball team and, and all the rest but uh and plus i think they're a founding member of the sec although that yeah. probably matters a little people don't care about that anymore hey so is tulane right yeah so is tulane so is georgia tech bring them back <laughs> um i mean at this well, point yeah why don't they bring back tulane yeah well i'll, I'll say i my first thought with the who to get rid of was was also missouri uh, anybody else that we could get rid of on the East? I, I don't know. Uh, take your pick. But the thing um, is, they say that they say that you that um, Missouri is actually good for the SEC because it brings in the the St. Louis market, which is like a big like viewing market. Okay. So from like a from a TV standpoint, as far as like like you know, I mean, we love to talk about the competition. We love to talk about the oh, like the rivalries and all that. But when it comes down to it, it's all about money, and it's about the like the Big Ten, they didn't add USC just because, uh, just because like oh like what a historic football program. They added them because now they when they go to bargain with what is it Fox who's like the big big noon kickoff. It's like basically the exclusive. You know they they get the biggest game kind of like CBS gets with the SEC. Um, when they go to bargain for this for their package. They can they can say like we're going to get this many eyeballs and they just added LA which is one of the biggest viewing markets in the whole country, so it's the same thing with uh, with you know with the SEC, you know the the like adding a Virginia which you kind of think like I don't know like is Virginia really the SEC caliber team I don't know maybe maybe not but you're adding an entire you know entire state you don't have a footprint in Richmond um D, the dc area so mm -hmm. i mean i think that's that, you know unfortunately that's what it's all about it's, it's about the tv deals and then the same thing with with the pac-12 and with the uh with the big 12 you know they're adding these teams so that way they can they ha they seem more um attractive to espn or fox or nbc sports 
yeah. On, the, on that point, I kind of have one last thing to say, which uh, this is a tweet in 2011 from, at that time, LSU Chancellor Michael Martin. Uh, th- and this was after, I think, LF- the SEC added uh, A&M and Missouri. And he said, I think we could ultimately end up with two conferences, one called ESPN and one called Fox. <laughs> and <laughs> it's pretty crazy. Like, now 11 years down the road, like, how almost, like, scary that, that is. Yeah, uh, how it's going that way with the Fox, so tied into the Big Ten uh, and ESPN with the SEC. ESPN basically owns the SEC. Uh, so they could really go at odds. And they're going to have the Fox champion, the ESPN champion battle in the in the college Super Bowl. Uh, in, the, in the playoff, yeah, the college. Super Bowl broadcast between they, they switch it around between ABC and Fox. <laughs> no, but yeah, that's what I was going to say is it, there's ESPN, but then there's also ABC. It's the same same thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but interesting. Uh, and I, I thought it was funny that you're saying something about Vanderbilt having that that private, you know, being a private institution, and that's what saves the SEC. It's like <laughs> it's like I don't. Know, I, I imagine this happens all across the country. But I, I worked at this place. It was like a concert venue, and this. There was this one guy that, like, he would always come into the VIP club and just do whatever he wanted. He got as drunk as he wanted. And eventually I asked somebody, who's like, oh, that, that guy, he's the one that owns our liquor license. Yeah. And I said, oh, okay. All right, I didn't know you could do that. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's, you know, it's like $100,000 at the time, like in the 90s in Atlanta, to get one. And so, you know, you had to have some cash. And this, this guy had it. He got the, the liquor license for this you know, the, uh, the, the concession stand with the VIP club and he could do whatever he wanted because yeah. he had that. And that's all he did there. He didn't, he didn't <laughs> do numbers or anything. He didn't count money. He just had the liquor license. So it's, it reminded me of that when you said Vanderbilt has, yeah, they're just private. So they, uh, they protect the SEC from blah, 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 blah. That's kind of funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't, we'll see where it goes. It's, it's, there's so many, I, I heard Lafayette could go to the big 12, right? Yes. I heard that too. That was, that, that was kind of talked about. Before, when they were adding the other, you know, like when they when they first did their edition of um, Houston and UCF, Lafayette was one of the candidates. I think that now, um, you know, now that everyone's kind of loading up again, I'm sure they'll get a second look. Mm. Yeah. Well, well, who would you who would you want if you if you like? Do you want anybody in the SEC of the I, of the people who we've kind of like the the suspected? I don't feel like we need anybody really. Yeah, uh, I I don't know. Why well, well, right. you got uh, you got somebody in mind? No, I mean I, I think that for for a while I was actually pretty pro like Clemson coming in or I think FSU would be kind of cool, but now it's getting to the point where like I I kind of like the ACC. You know, it's like I I don't want to I don't like seeing these conferences. I don't want two conferences. I want you know, I, I'd like to have five conferences or, or yeah. you know, I want as many sh- nice, strong conferences as you can get. Now, of course, like not every one, not every conference is going to be as like as, as uh, powerful as maybe the big 10 or the sec, but like a couple of years ago, you know, like 10 years ago, the ACC was a respectable conference with good teams. Florida state, Florida state won national championship. Clemson was winning national championships. You know, North Carolina's kind of been on the come up. It wasn't that long ago that the Big East had some good football teams, and it's, now they're – Big East doesn't even exist. Anymore. Yeah, gone. Um, same thing with the Pac-12. I mean, it wasn't that long ago. It was only, what, like 15 years ago, 20 years ago, that USC was the biggest name in college football with Reggie Bush and Matt Leiner. Matt, and then they uh, – what's his name? Sanchez, Matt Barkley. They had all these quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. And so it's not – I don't – it's not impossible – to, it's not impossible to have multiple strong conferences. 
the te- you know I, I, when Alabama won their first national championship with Saban, Texas was the team they played, and and Texas was I think favored. Like I, I remember Colt McCoy, if he hadn't gotten injured, you know, like that might have been a different game. And so uh, I, I feel like. I, I don't know. In some ways it feels like the, the powers that be are almost giving up on what we used to have. And it, it, I think it also has to do with money and the consolidation and all that. But, um, but I guess if we were to add people, I think North Carolina, I mean, it would be cool. I, I like, I like the idea of all of them, I guess. Like it wouldn't, I wouldn't be opposed to it from a strictly SEC perspective. I think that's right. kind of cool. the cool, the better teams and the cool, you know, like the better tradition teams and the cooler teams, I think is is, you know, good. Like, Miami's got a lot of good tradition, you know, good facilities, nice town. I guess I've never been to Miami, but I've heard it's nice. Uh, yeah. FSU, I, I like FSU. I like, I like North Carolina. Virginia is fine, I guess. I think I like Clemson. I like the addition of Clemson. So, mm-hmm. um, do you think that uh, all this realignment and stuff? Do you think it's uh, it's happening strictly for uh, you know, like movie rights and like just conference prowess like well it's like we could stay in the pac 12 and get out of this but we're just going to get crushed by either whoever comes out of the on top of the big 10 or of the sec it's like they they want to they want to join the league to get better like do you see all this in alignment to just like make it better for more palatable for like a playoff like expanding the playoffs because you know if you think about it they expanded it to eight but then three sec teams got in you know people would still like people would uh, revolt. Still be, yeah exactly but you know if the sec had 18 teams and everyone else had 18 teams then it wouldn't be as bad right well you, you know that's actually what stopped that they, they wanted to move it to eight teams last summer and what stopped it was greg sankey and the sec said yeah we can do it we can do eight teams but i want two guaranteed spots for the for the sec like it was like a a conference champion and a one a guaranteed at large bid and people were people were like no we can't do that like you know because (laughs) um because you know they they don't want they don't like having uh okay but it but it shows that like we deserve one well but i i think that i but i think that's the the point to answer your question i don't think it is about competition things about money i think that i think that it's a lot better for um you know, you think about like a team like Miami or uh, – because like let's be honest. Is Miami, North Carolina, uh, or uh, Clemson aside, if Clemson can kind of turn things around and get back to the way they were four years ago, three years ago, then, yeah, they can obviously compete in the SEC because they beat Alabama – they beat the you know the tar out of Alabama in the national championship. They did. They, with Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne. Yeah. But um, other, than, other than them, like – Let's be honest, is Florida State, Miami, North Carolina, Virginia, are they actually going to compete in the SEC for football? No. For I don't football? think so. No, probably not. But I, I don't know. Maybe maybe it changes with the, with the, with the recruiting. It's like it, you'd imagine things would get a lot more regional pretty quickly, right? Because uh, if all these teams in the Southeast pretty much, you know, from North Carolina over to Missouri down through Texas, like if everyone's staying there and they're like, this is the superpower conference – I mean, you would think, for the most part, a lot of these recruits are going to pick schools from there. It's like, yeah, you could go to, you know, USC or, you know, the Big Ten, but, like, why? You know, it's like there'd have to be a specific draw, I feel like, not because 
oh, they, they won't get to play in the SEC or see any time. It's just, I feel like they, there'd be a lot less uh, pulling recruits out of big regions like that if it were to get that big. I don't well, know. I get, my, my point is, is that like, I think it's, it's, it's financially a much more, it's a, it's a much better and more attractive position for a, for a mid tier school to be in, to be a middling school that wins a few games in the sec loses a few games. Yeah. We're not going to the playoff. We're not competing, but we're in the sec because you get to be part of that, that collective bargaining that made the record deal with ESPN when that, that what, two years ago, when they, when they announced, you know, no longer, we're no longer with CBS, they signed the new contract with ESPN. ESPN paid a gargantuan amount of money and all of that is distributed to the member schools of the, of the SEC. And you know, it, when they, as they add teams to the, to the SEC, the, the rights get, the right deals get bigger. So like Texas and Oklahoma will bring a lot more money to, uh, to the table. And, that I, you know, for, from a from Miami, if I'm Miami, I'd love to be in the SEC. Not because I don't think I, I'm not. I don't know if I'm going to win this thing. I probably not. But I would. My the share I'll get is a is way more from the SEC than it is from the from the ACC that I'm in right now. Yeah, the and I might I might win an ACC title and woohoo, that's great. But from a money standpoint, as an athletic director. I want that. I want to be middling in the SEC and make money. Right. The path to the national championship is a lot harder if battling through the SEC East and the SEC championship to the playoff for Miami or UNC. Like they're not making the championship anytime soon. But as uh, we as we've learned, and as as even like the mandate of the committee says, you know, right now, um, a conference champion and the a conference conference champions kind of get precedent in a lot of ways. For you know, uh, you can easily or not easily, but it's a lot. E- like you said, you know, it's a lot easier to go undefeated in the ACC and win the ACC championship. And if you do that, you will be in the playoff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what also happens to the smaller schools because you know, like we've known for years, like these these what what we call cupcakes or, or power puff games, where you know it's just basically the one of the first few games of the season where you play. Like for us this year, although it's being built up, hyped as like. This this the game against Southern, like we know LSU in all likelihood is just going to demolish them. But it's like they're talking about how it's going to be a really good good atmosphere. But anyway, yeah. it's like it's a cupcake game, and it's like those games support their athletic or their football team, but also the rest of their athletic department. So if they don't have those games anymore, because now we're just going to all these conference games and all this and all that, like that's what I'm saying. I think some of these teams could be pulled up to. Uh, another conference like Lafayette to the Big 12 or, you know, if the ACC stayed together, I think someone like even Appalachian State could probably move up oh, on yeah. the ACC and be okay, right? Yeah. So maybe some some other schools could be bumped up and it could benefit them in some way, but well, there's just going to be a lot of just disparity that's just like we said earlier, ripple effects upon ripple effects. Well, if, if that happens and you start seeing these maybe this is kind of an elitist take, but if like the group of five teams keep getting bumped up to like power five, supposed conferences, then what's going to happen probably is the big schools, they just go up again. They make their own conference and they dump all the small ones again. And you're right back in the same situation. Cause once you realize LSU is playing a conference game against ULM, you're like, well, this is kind of ruining the whole fun of it. Like we don't need this. We can do it on our own. And then you got the old sec and the old Sunbelt once again, uh, I yeah. would like the elimination of the cupcake games if possible. Um, just because it's more fun to watch playing good teams instead of having a game where you blow them out and everybody leaves the game in the middle of the second quarter. Uh, 
like you said, that it supports these smaller schools programs. Um, but I think it's more fun, the more the merrier, I guess, uh, in that regard. So that's one plus probably if they decided to expand it to like a 12 game, all sec schedule or something, that'd be pretty crazy. It'd be insane. It'd be murder. Yeah. No one would be on. That's like, you finish eight and four. Like that's an amazing season. Yeah. Of course. Then if you get to that, then if we get to that point, the, the, you know, you're going to have to, you're going to have to, or, or is the committee going to be, um, yeah, when you've got the three loss SEC three losses or something, something against or like gonna, a one loss Pac twelve champion, are they going to count the same thing? Better? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, one last question, and then I think uh, I think we should probably uh, move on because LSU had a quite a bit of recruiting news in football. Speaking of, uh, but do you think at some point? Because it's looking this way, and we've all joked, we've made these jokes. Oh, the SEC's the you know it's like the minor league for the, for football, the NFL. Do you think at some point, like, you know, like kind of like what Daniel's saying, so like you can't take on too many people because then you're just diluting, diluting the, uh, you know, I guess the competition and the, and the rivalries and all that. Do you think the SEC would just peel off and kind of make its own type of NCAA, just call it the SEC AA? <laughs> the SEC would, like, the SEC championship would just be like the national championship? Our, our own I, national championship. Yeah, cool. I mean, I've, I've heard people talking. That was kind of like a in the 2000 and kind of around when when that tweet you read in 2011, yeah. 11, 12, that area. I, I remember talking about, oh man, well, like the SEC might just split off and just be there, be themselves. I think it, it would be good and it would be appealing to fans like us who are so kind of steeped in the SEC yeah. history that we would like it. But I think for your average viewer in like Indiana or Arizona or something like. They wouldn't one. They wouldn't really care, yeah, and the filthy casuals would not get it. Yeah, and so if, if it basically splits college football in two, the SEC versus it, and then everybody else, and there's two championships, like that kind of ruins it for everybody. Like we could celebrate our championship against Mississippi State or something, but it's not necessarily quite as fun as having that one game against Oregon or that one game against like Ohio State, where you can really prove yourself against the rest of the country uh, and, and take it all home. Uh, so it would be cool to see it in its own right, but I think it would be overall a, a misstep there. Okay. What if the SEC win? Like, what do we, I forget where we're at now. Uh, what's it, three, three in a row, three football titles. And if the SEC does five in a row, do you think at that point we should just say, okay, I think it's proven. <laughs> now we, we don't need to play against these other conferences. We can just play against ourselves. And we'll just split up into two huge divisions but I, I agree. Like no one's going to care about the, the Southeastern Conference national champion. Like it, they're going to have their own championship. It'll. It's just funny to talk about. But I, I feel like the the I don't know. It's, it's so weird that it's it's not out of the realm of possibilities. Yeah. No. I, I think you're right. Like I think you know, four three years ago when we started this podcast, we might have said you know if you'd, if we'd opened the first podcast with hey, what would happen if the SEC was just alone? They had their own. We all be like, well, I mean, I don't know. That would never happen. But now it's like, you know, that actually, I, I, I could totally see a world where, you know, the SEC says this is getting out of hand and we just want to do it our way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Well, we'll keep our eyes on this. Like I said, nothing. The, the only thing I think we know for sure is the uh, USC UCLA thing. Everything else, it's kind of, uh, you know, just just in uh, rumors, really. Um, but uh, bringing us on to uh, football recruiting, something that 
I don't know. Uh, if if you were to say Brian Kelly was having a good uh, a good start at LSU based on what happened right before National Signing Day, you know, with this whole BK takeover stuff, you know, it was pretty good, right? For for the time he's been on the job and the results they got, uh, it was pretty good. But if you were to look at July, <laughs> July alone, basically from July first until uh, till now, or uh, you know, you could say July eighth even. Just look at that stretch, that week, basically. Uh, Brian Kelly is, oh my God, he's probably had the the best recruiting week uh, in his, I don't know, in his most recent career. I, I don't know what it's like before he, uh, you know, before he got to Notre Dame or Cincinnati, but I mean, it's just incredible. It's like they had, I think at one point it was more recruits than than days, you know, based on uh, the, the particular day it was. So um, I don't know if Daniel, if you wanted to, uh, since you're kind of our, you know, our, our uh, recruiting uh, guy, our um, correspondent there, if you wanted to go on it, but uh, it was basically what eight recruits in, in seven days or, or nine recruits and something like that overall in this, in this like last week or so. Yeah, uh, I think it was eight commitments in nine days. Um, and there, first, a little bit of context there had been a little bit of unrest in the not unrest, but people were saying, kind of Brian Kelly can't is recruit. He, is he a recruiter? Uh, yeah. yeah, we hadn't had any really big names signed to LSU. In fact, we had a few decommit and, and leave. Uh, so that, that was a slight worry kind of among the LSU base so far. The kind of in-practice, in-game stuff seemed to be going well, but the, the recruiting trail was uh, a bit threadbare. So this is a very welcome sight to see. And I'm not sure what prompted this string of commitments. There was all commitments from across college football at the beginning of July. I guess July a, always seems like a big time. Just, just a hot, uh, hot week uh, for everybody, but LSU especially. And it was all across the country. We have commitments from, I think, 10 different states now out of 14 uh, total, which I guess is a good thing if you have a broad base. Maybe you could say it could be not so good if you're losing players from Louisiana, which, which is another, another trend that's kind of going on. Uh, but yeah, so we got all these guys, um, of various rankings, I guess if you want me, I can just kind of run the gauntlet real quick and just mention all the names. Sure. Okay. So we'll, we'll go worst to first here. <laughs> uh, at least this, this is according to 247 and their, their rankings. Uh, I'll just do them kind of quick. Uh, Ashton stamps, cornerback, Archbishop Rommel Metairie, uh, three-star. We got Jeremiah Hughes out of Bishop Gorman in Las Vegas, one of the best football high schools yep. in the country. Another three-star corner, uh, Whit Weeks, a linebacker out of Georgia, who's actually the brother of West Weeks, yep. who is a transfer linebacker from Virginia, who's already on LSU's team, uh, three-star linebacker. We got uh, – oh, we, we, I didn't know we mentioned three stars. Are we, are we mentioning three stars? <laughs> uh, in, in this context, <laughs> yes. Uh, collectively, the stars start to add up, I guess. <laughs> and then uh, Darren Reed, uh, defensive lineman out of Georgia, four-star – uh, at a Carver, Columbus, Georgia. Then they actually had four defensive linemen in this group of eight. So yeah. Jamar Kane, the defensive lineman coach, was kind of in his bag getting everybody, and people were giving him a lot of respect for that too. Uh, back to the list, we got Joshua Mickens out of Indianapolis, uh, the number 18-ranked edge rusher in the country, a four-star. Uh, Dalen Austin, Long Beach Poly in California, another corner. So they, uh, No, he, he'd already committed, excuse me. Uh, Deshaun Womack, St. Francis Academy in Baltimore, Maryland. A uh, four-star. That's a big football school too. Yeah, St. Francis. That's is, where like, Caleb Williams went, right? Uh, I don't think so, but yeah, St. Francis is like always ranked like in the top twenty-five, like nationally. Uh, the number thirteen lineman in the country. 
Uh, Jackson Howard, the number one player in Minnesota, uh, he's a defensive end, number 11 DN in the country. And then the kind of the crown jewel of this group who committed uh, just two days ago, Jalen Brown, a wide receiver out of Gulliver Prep in Miami, the number four wide receiver in the country, a big five, our first five-star in the class there. So people were very excited about this. Yeah. I don't know if you saw his commitment video, Scott, but where like a, a fan or a family member tossed him a LSU football and he dropped, dropped it on the table. Yeah. Yeah. So his, his first catch or first pass as an LSU player, he drops. It's not a good sign uh, for or, a five-star, but I'll or, <laughs> I think he dropped it on purpose because he wanted a football, right? He wanted a football to hold out. That, yeah. I kept watching the video and someone tossed him a football. He like, he drives, I don't want a hat. And he kept looking and, uh, so I, I thought that was funny too. And I know someone was going to make that comment, uh, but I'm glad I didn't have to. Yeah. I think he was just asking for a football. Yeah. So yeah, it is funny, but the guy's fine. I thought it was great that we pulled him right out of Miami when Miami probably thought they had him and Miami just, Oh, they got Cristobal. So now they think they're back to the U back yeah. in the eighties, but no, bro. Sorry. By the way, speaking of uh, back uh, FSU sold, their complete allotment of tickets for the game in the Superdome. I saw that. Yeah. Uh, where's LSU at? Cause I don't think they have yet. A lot of people are saying that it's LSU fans buying those tickets. Oh really? Because Florida state is offering them like much cheaper than like the LSU. <laughs> tickets. So LSU fans are like logging or like creating uh, Florida state accounts. That's and, like, hilarious. No way. I don't know how oh, true that funny. is. We'll have to see. I, I, I might end up being at that game. So if I want we'll to see if the, uh, if, if it's all purple, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> Right. Uh, but they, they, they have to absolutely crush FSU. I mean, it's in their own backyard for crying out loud. Uh, but anyway. so. Hey, you know what? You, I mean, LSU had to absolutely crush UCLA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, so yeah, back to the, to the recruiting, man. It's, uh, it was, I don't know. People started to make, look at comparisons like, Oh, can Brian Kelly recruit? That was what he was talking about before. That's what Notre Dame fans were saying. Notre Dame by the way, shot up to like number one. They're pulling in their best recruiting class probably ever. I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, you know, and everyone's eyes were slowly turning back to BK, but he, he finally got that uh, coveted five-star. He got that first five-star. Yeah. It's like, the, it's like the million. The first five-star is always the hardest. <laughs> right. As we all know. Um, but anyway, uh, I don't know. It's, and then supposedly, uh, you know, Brian Paulian was, you know, remarking on their, their nice little week. Uh, he said more to come. So, uh, well, now the big, I think the, all eyes have kind of turned within LSU recruiting circles on Shelton Sampson. That was the hashtag right right now is, is uh, Shelton stays everybody's by by the players, right? Players. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see a little, a little home cooking, recruiting. Love it. You'd, you'd hope so. If, it, yeah, if we lose, if we lose the best wide receiver in the, in the, I think he's the number one in the country, right? I think he, yeah, two or maybe two, but yeah, that would give us two top five receivers in the class. And he goes to Catholic High and ba- he's in Baton Rouge. Like. Yeah, he's in LSU's backyard, literally. Oh and we, we've lost a lot of receivers uh, to Bama and other schools in recent history. I mean, think as about well. Shaz Preston. Uh-huh, Shaz Washington. Preston, Aaron Anderson went to Bama. Uh, he's projected like to be like a true freshman playing at Bama. I've so. heard, I've heard Shaz he's the real deal <laughs> uh, so yeah we, we need these guys and, and overall this brings us up to 14 commits uh with the number nine ranked class in the country according to 247 and so we still got a long ways to go especially uh, i was talking about how these players are from all across the country there's a long way to signing day as well yeah and none of these guys are 
slam dunk guarantees, I would say, because that can always change. You can have flips, but it's better to have names in your book than where is where is Holly ranked? Trey Holly yeah. running back. He is the number 12 running back in the country, okay. uh, four star. So not bad. Uh yeah, we, we still have no quarterback on this list, interestingly. I don't know if we have a top target. Obviously, number one quarterback in Louisiana, Eli Holstein, is is leaving. From what I've heard, uh, Ricky Collins is now the, the probably our top target from Westgate. Yeah, he's actually yeah, he's a quarterback in Baton Rouge. He's committed to Purdue right now and has he been shot up. While. He shot. He went to the Elite Eleven mm-hmm. what two weeks ago. Did really well there, um, and is kind of you know turning a lot of heads. And so you just hope that he does you hope that you don't miss on him like you you have this gym in your backyard and like he's the guy who like you probably if you offer him tomorrow he'd commit but like you kind of wait too long and 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 then you end up missing on him yeah because eli holstein is not well arch manning obviously to texas that was probably never going to happen lsu unfortunately and then eli holstein going to alabama was also not going to happen because he doesn't want to play with Walker. He doesn't Howard. want to play with Walker Howard again. He moved. He, he moved across the state to not play with him. Yeah, and so he does, he's not going to sit behind Walker Howard again. Uh, so yeah, if Ricky Collins, I mean Purdue, they got a decent program going. They got a little bit better, but it's no LSU. If LSU offers Ricky Collins, I feel like he's coming here. Probably, but so. I just hope that you know it's it's a time it's a, a tale as old as time to have the you wait on him. He kind of like you're always looking for the better you know the better the better girl. And then eventually, you know, the dance floor clears out and you're kind of out. So, yeah, you don't have anybody. Right. So, oh, yeah. um, and Daniel's got this, Daniel's got the, the top players from uh, state of Louisiana right now. I'm seeing a lot of, seeing a lot of logos and none of them are LSU. Yeah, not a lot of LSU stamps next. We got Arch Manning, Texas, Derek Williams, Texas, Eli Holstein, Alabama, Amari Miller, Nebraska. Jaden Osbury's already, Jaden Osbury, Notre Dame. Tackett Curtis, who's a really good linebacker, has been on Ohio State for a long time. So we'll see, I guess. Um, but that, I guess that was one thing that Edo and Les Miles did fairly well is keep most of Louisiana's talent in. Especially if you slipped right. away. Yeah, but you can't keep everybody. I mean, that's that's just, I think, an unrealistic goal. But you got to keep whoever you you need. Like, you know, uh, like Walker High, but like I'd say like Will Campbell, that was probably LSU's biggest like keep in the last two cycles. I, I don't know. I feel like yeah. Walker Howard was big too, but like we, we, he, Will Campbell could be starting on the left tackle position on his he, freshman year. I think like, he probably will. Yeah. That's, you insane. know what, you know what else? And this is something I've been thinking about for a while. Um, I wonder if, and, and I wonder if you'll see the strategy of, of recruiting change um, to where, signing all your guys getting all your guys out of high school is like actually not like it's like well we get who we get but what we really are going to do is because half of these guys aren't going to play at the schools they go to you know what i mean like there's definitely a world where Taka curtis goes to ohio state and doesn't play and so you and so then you he calls you up his sophomore year and you say hey do you want to come home and he's you know he, and he's and he and he does like same thing with like how Quinn Ewers left Ohio State and came home to, to Texas and now he's going to start and he'll probably and he, he's you know getting good Heisman ratings and he'll be a top quarterback in the league. Um, I can totally see you know especially with A and M them pulling in all that talent and paying them all this money. Where if LSU doesn't have the money right now to be able to, to be to be competitive with that, it's like yeah we'll let them 
you know, let them, we'll go let the other team develop them for a year. And then when they've realized they're not going to play, cause there's, you know, 10, 10 wide receivers and oh, there's only, you know, three spots, <laughs> whoever, whoever we missed on, maybe, maybe they'll want to come back. Right. I don't know if it's necessarily a good way to operate a program, but I wonder if that's going to become like a new way to. And you get to the point where you're taking maybe 20 recruits and five transfers every year or something yeah. like that. That's or, kind of what we, or more transfers. That's what we saw this 50 year. 50. Yeah, with like, I think we had 11 or 12 this yeah. year or something like that. And we have room for what, like what, two more maybe? I, th- I think there's still like two left. We have room for two, something like that, uh, that I don't know, could transfer in before fall camp. I don't know why though but it's i mean it's happened um anyway uh i don't was that it was that it for uh recruiting Did we i think i think so i mean it was a big week obviously hopefully yeah. more to come uh as the, the season goes on and then uh a lot of the, we were saying we kind of the lack of five stars and kind of top end talent a lot of those players kind of save their commitments later towards later in the cycle so hopefully we pick up a few of those uh like sheldon Sampson we talked about um who so, are i mean i'm trying I don't know if is this is this year as loaded as we typically see in Louisiana. I feel like it's kind of not. I think apart from Arch Manning, obviously the yeah. one of one, and there's not really. It's not like it's not like a players. couple of years ago when it was Jaqueline Roy and uh, and and Stingley and and like Mason Smith Mason recently, S- recently. Yeah. So I mean, Louisiana's always got good players. Yeah, but it's up and down. Yeah. Um, so. Wanted to touch really quickly, uh, LSU baseball, uh, not too much happened. I mean, Dylan Cruz and uh, Trey Morgan made the, the the national team, and they're playing right now, actually. Well, not, not necessarily right this very second Sunday evening, but uh, they're playing in the uh, in the world tournaments. Uh, I think USA lost to Japan one to nothing in that first game, which, what? <laughs> My goodness, wow. Trey Morgan and... Dylan Cruz, both. Well, that's that's unfortunate, but but anyway, um, uh, good luck to them. But uh, baseball has hired uh, its next uh, assistant and recruiting coordinator. Uh, it's Josh Jordan, who's actually national assistant coach of the year uh, when he was at Duke, uh, and kind of helped kind of build that program up. I don't know if he did it by himself. Who else he had there with him? But he's been a uh, he's been a good recruiting coordinator, and supposedly, uh, well, Jay Johnson called him like a an elite developer of catchers. So oh. that's good. I mean, yeah, supposedly we got one of, if not the best, pitching coaches uh, when we pulled him from the Twins, and now we're going to have one of the better catcher whispers yeah <laughs> i don't know whatever you want to call them uh but that's that's great i mean that's that's going to be quite a battery right there uh in addition to all the bats that we're going to have coming back so if LSU just gets his defense in order uh yeah it's Watch so yeah, good yeah someone already picked us as like a a likely top seed in the tournament or like a number one team coming out next year so uh, a lot of potential there it just depends what they can do with what they have but um yeah welcome aboard Josh Jordan. Um, I don't know if you guys, uh, you saw the, uh, the NBA, it's kind of like the summer leagues. There's players, uh, like anyone that was drafted, they're on a team and they're like just playing the summer, the summer ball, uh, but also players that are already in the league. Do you see Cam Thomas, that game that he had? Yeah. I no. saw he scored like 30 something. Really? Yeah. 31 points. He was just crazy. He was just, he with the nets running the Is that right? Yeah. 
He was just running the court. Uh, it was just kind of remarkable. Tari Eason looked good too. He had some good long, some good, some good uh, tray balls from downtown, but he looked good too. Um, Sharif O'Neal did not apparently. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Maybe she just. I don't know. We, we we all thought he probably could have stayed another year. Maybe he should have. If it wasn't going to be LSU, uh, he could have gone back somewhere at UCLA, somewhere else. I don't know, but. Well, yeah, Shaq, Shaq said he, that he thought Sharif needed another year in college to develop, and yeah. it kind of looks like he was right at this point. I think he had seven points in, like, a limited run, and he missed half his free throws like father, like son. Uh, but Sharif is not backing down people in the lane like Shaq did. Another thing, this is kind of random, but uh, the number two overall pick, Chet Holmgren, was getting bullied around by former Louisiana Tech freshman Kenneth Lofton. I don't know if y'all saw that, but we yeah. played against Louisiana Tech and Lofton uh, was, like, beating us pretty bad. Yeah. And called him, like, the – he basically looked like Glenn Davis part two, like, big baby. But uh, he was, like, wrecking this guy with the post moves. So, uh, I guess shout out to Tech for that one. Hmm. Now, did I – or, yeah. Yeah. Good point. <laughs> uh well i don't know I, I think that was all i i had Do you guys have anything else uh you know this week? one minor thing I, I i was at the superior grill last night uh it's a mexican restaurant here in baton rouge and uh i was like for like 30 minutes i kept looking over at the next table because i was convinced i was sitting next or not sitting next to you but like sitting one table away from will wade mm-hmm. it, it ended up not being him but uh, it was a scary resemblance. And I was like, man, what is he doing here? Is he still in town? Like, <laughs> how can he show his face? Yeah, he, right. That's funny. Uh, right on. Well, um, out. that's it for us. Then I guess we could probably uh, wrap it up and head on out. So yeah. um, I don't know. And if you guys don't have any final words, then. No, I, I, think, just... I think that was good. One. A little two week wrap up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Got the news and uh, we're in the, basically the no sports summer right now, mm-hmm. which is kind of sad, but uh, things will, things will climb back in with football and everything else. So uh, we'll have that coverage whenever it comes. Yep. Yep. Hopefully there'll be something good. I mean, think about it. It's like, uh, it's already, well, not quite mid July, but I mean, it'll, it'll be here tomorrow basically, mm-hmm. uh, which means we're like only like a month away from NFL preseason football. Uh, I'm kind of excited. I think the saints, you know, it's like, it depends to see how, you know, I think James will come back fine. You know, they've, they added a lot of the, the offense will be good. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they do with the new coach, but man, I, I think that defense is going to, going to carry them far. I don't know if it'll carry them to the Super Bowl. I mean, I hope it does because I, I, I may or may not have uh, exchanged money for odds that they would, but <laughs> the defense wins championships. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. Um, all right. Well, I think that'll do it for us here on Talking Tigs. Tune in next week. Who knows what happens? Uh, you know, every week's week to week. Anything can happen nowadays, I guess. Uh, we could be just be forming into one big, huge super football conference, and, and that's it. And everything else falls by the wayside. Uh, if that does indeed happen, we'll have it for you here next week on Talking Tigs. So until then, stay safe, stay tuned, and we will talk to you next time on Talking Tigs.